was when I went through a job transition. Okay. And my income kind of suffered, you know, and it caused some conflicts in our relationship. Yeah. You know, just to be honest with my, um, you know, I had some ego things I had to deal with, you know, and not being able to provide or viewed as not being a provider, you know, at a certain point was very. um, This is the JAR podcast where real people have real conversations. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the JAR. It's your host, Ken. And beautiful Sunday morning. I mean, happy Sunday morning. I don't know where you're, where you're at or where you're, what day you're listening to this, uh, but, uh, you know, beautiful, happy Sunday morning to you. I hope you're enjoying a day of rest somewhere uh, in your week. Uh, definitely a little reflection is important, and Sunday seems to be that kind of designated day for a little reflection and love. Um, so I'm started here today. Uh, I made it my second, uh, my second day in OKC, Oklahoma. Uh, Great little spot of the part of the country, man. I'm almost dead center in the middle of the country, and I've, I've rolled up onto the Thunder Team Realty. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's really cool. I'm here with Sam and Aisha mm-hmm. and Cree. Cree, just beautiful little girl, and she's hanging out too. She's going to be. On, it's her first podcast yeah, as well. It's her first podcast. Mom and Dad's yeah. first podcast <laughs> and her first, first podcast as well. Uh, she's just enjoying it, sitting in Dad's lap. Aisha, let's get started. All right. Sam, let's get started. So yeah. how about a little, why don't you guys go back and forth and give us a little background on who you are and how you got together? All right. So how we first met. So um, we actually first met through real estate. Um, I was newly licensed. Sam had been licensed for a while. And I was having my very first open house. And he came to my open house with his brother. Now, I'm... I knew his brother because we lived in the same apartment building, um, and I invited his brother and several other people I knew to come to the open house because it was a dead open yeah, house, and something. I was overly excited. You, you since need it, something, right? Right, right. And I was overly excited because it was my first one, so um, I bought a lot of food and a lot of um, drinks and things like that, and of course, nobody showed up, so... Um, I was calling people, you know, being <laughs> proactive. I got on the phone and was calling people to come in from church. Come eat, come eat, come eat, you know. And um, I called Sam's brother. And he said, oh, you know what? Me and my brothers were just leaving church. We'll come by. And they came by and he brought Sam. How long ago was that? Uh, that was in 2009. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. You must have been young. Uh, yeah, yeah, in our 20s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. for real estate. Yeah, yeah, Right, for, for sure. real estate yeah, agent. right. 20s? Real. Yep. Man, that's young. Yeah, very young. And you should be dead already in the business. Right, right, yeah. That's right. I mean, not only is that yeah. young, but you, yeah, should, you. <laughs> you should also be on to a new career. Right, right, for sure. How did you survive? Um, so I survived by being consistent. Mm, yeah. um, I survived Dang. by... Such a good rule Yeah, being disciplined. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then how did you guys, how did that go? Where are you from originally? What was your... Um, so wh- my parents were both in the military. They were both Army. And um, we moved all over the world. Yeah. Um, we lived in Germany. We lived in Hawaii. And I was born in Honolulu, Hawaii. And, so cool. Uh, yeah, that is cool, right? Um, um, and my parents decided to settle here in Oklahoma because it was kind of like in the middle of... Everywhere, you know, my mom's from California, my dad's from Ohio, so okay, this was kind of okay. center okay. game that yep, was like yep. not too cold and not too expensive, 
you know, they're like, you know what, this is and actually a good place to settle settle down. Yeah, there's also yeah. good military right, here. Right, right, it right? really so is. Culturally, mm-hmm. it's yeah, a, uh-huh. you know. Tinker is our biggest employer, and, so, yeah. Yeah, and, and interestingly, this is a really broad community. I mean, like, it's 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 got everything here. Right. I mean, it's a cool, it's a cool little town. Oh, I'm yeah, gonna, it's very I'm going to get cool to the library town. today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and see what's going on. i got to interview, my next interview is over there. Okay, okay, good. Um, tell us about the kids. Um, so I had a kid from a previous marriage, mm-hmm. uh, my son, who was 17. And then um, when Sam and I got married, my son was three at the time. So, I mean, he's got a good relationship with his father, but he's two dads. So. Yeah. Um, and then Sam and I have two kids together. Um, we have an 11-year-old who is autistic. He's a okay. son. And then we just have our little baby daughter, Cree, who just turned nine months like a day or two ago. Oh, man. Yeah. Um. And so how did you, how did you end up here? Um, how did I end up here? Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, my husband has, was, has been instrumental in helping me. I mean, there's times where I wanted to quit real estate and he's like, no, I don't think you, you know, just real encouraging like that. But um, I mean, I don't know. We, we, I love it. You know, I, I love it. I like helping yeah. people. I like helping people um, build generational wealth through real estate. Um, I mean, I enjoy it. So mm. it's, it's been easy to get up on Monday mornings, easy to work on the weekends because it's some, you know, it's a lot of freedom en- there. Yeah, you're enjoying it. And this is your, yeah, uh-huh, I mean, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. this is your shop. Yep, right? yep. I mean, we bought this, this building in uh, 2018 or 19, <sighs> and it took us, it took Sam. Can you hear me okay? All right. It took Sam about a year to remodel it. Um, Everything in here was green. This used to be like a karate studio turned um, a studio for, um, uh, I think it was um, physical therapy. Um, So there was like a bunch of weird bathrooms and places. And we just kind of, he gutted it all the way down and uh, remodeled it for me. So some of the design ideas are his ideas. And uh, him and his crew, they came in here and, and pretty much put it together for us. Yeah, it looks like yeah. I was saying when I came in. It just yeah. looks great yeah. space. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, really yeah. great space. Yeah, thank you. Sam, how did you end up here? In this, how did you end up in this situation? Yeah, <laughs> long story, honestly. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so my family is actually from West Africa, Liberia. And we mom and mom and dad or grandparents? Mom, dad, grandparents, my entire family. And my first generation you're born in America or you Nope, I was born in Africa. Very cool. And so you're my, not even first generation. Nope. You are the generation. You are it. Mm-hmm. Zero. We're, we're the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my siblings are the beginning. Wow. And how we ended up here is we were actually escaping a civil war. So. Yeah, that's usually usually how it happens. Yeah, yeah. So it was wow. for, you know it was fortunate enough for us that my father um, used to work for the U.S. Embassy. So through that we were able to get our entire family. Whoa. Playing tickets to fly out of that environment. Whoa. How old were you? I was eight years old. Our first day in the U.S. in Oklahoma City was my eighth birthday, February 25th, 1994. How cool is that? Yeah, do you remember, was... like, do you remember leaving the country? What, what kind of memories you got of leaving and all that madness? You know, um, it, was, it was so like, those those few couple of years, like I say, five, six, seven, and eight was was spent being afraid all the time. Wow! Because the environment and the the environment that we went in, that mm-hmm. we went through, and the things that we saw and experienced was really tough, especially for a, for a young kid. Oh man, it's, you you don't you see things you don't 
hard to comprehend and you don't understand. Absolutely. Like, like, and you, you doesn't make sense, right? Absolutely. It's like a it's like watching a movie, but I have the emotions that go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you're kind of you're kind of emotionally detached when you only watch a movie with something like that, but when you go through it and you watch it on film, you feel you, you know what those emotions are like. Yeah, you smell it. You smell you death. It. Yeah, you, you smell fear. Yeah, you, you feel you, it, you, you know. Fe- yeah. Yeah. So you're pretty glad to be in the U.S. Absolutely. You know, I'm fortunate. You know, I'm glad, but I'm fortunate, you know. Um, and your dad, what a, I mean, holy cow, the fact that just <laughs> randomly worked for the U.S. Embassy. Yeah. <laughs> and he had visited Oklahoma City years prior on a business trip. And this, he actually went to D.C., but he had a cousin living in Tulsa. So he's like, let me go visit my cousin. Well, when he got to Oklahoma, he really liked the environment. He thought it was an awesome place. So when it was time for us to flee the country, he was asked, where do you want to take your family? Well, he was like, Oklahoma, because I remember it being a great place. Imagine some people that have no idea where to go, nothing. He's like, <laughs> take me to OKC. Yeah. Oh, right. This guy knows where he's going. <laughs> yeah, he's been, he had been to L.A. He had been to New York, D.C. So he was like, no, those places are going to be way too fast oh, to raise a family. Yes. So he's like, Oklahoma. Smart guy, man. Yeah, Still around? Was. No, he passed away in mm-hmm. oh, 2013. Man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. This is a great spot. Let's jump into the jar. Okay. I mean, this is yeah. a perfect formula for me. We know just enough. <laughs> right, right. And let the, let the jar peel it back. Um, so Aisha or, or oh. Sam, you, one of you, pull, we'll start. We'll go back and forth. So okay. we're, it's equal opportunity. Okay. Um, you pull one card. Have a look together. Uh, send it over to me. I'll read it for you in the audience. Okay. I'll kind of give it back to you. And then you just, one of you start. Okay. And then let the other one kind of, you know, do their part. And if you've got some, you know, some back and forth or you want to add on something to each other's thoughts, we just kind of go. Okay. Excellent. So someone pull one and have a look together and then pass it over. Okay. That means, Aisha, you'll get to start the answer. Okay. And then we'll we'll let Sam have a turn. (laughs) Okay. And here we go. Okay. Are you a millionaire in the experience of life? You start the answer. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Two and three times over, yes. (laughs) What's your biggest, you know, what's the biggest one out of, what's the $500,000 experience if you had one, if you had to share one? Mm. I was... Go ahead, Aisha. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm like 500, like half the money. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, I think um, leading um, with being happy first. Mm. Mm, that's good. Mm. I would say that. Like in work, in life, yeah. in relationships, like make sure that that's something that you are going to be happy with. Yeah. It makes you happy. That'd be your biggest asset right now. I think so. Yeah. I can feel it. Yeah, you guys, <laughs> yeah, you guys are too cute. <laughs> cute, that's a new one for us. <laughs> I'll come up with some good ones, don't worry. All right, Sam. I, I would say the $500,000 question, I mean, answer for me would be failure. Mm. And the reason I say failure is because you really learn and perfect things through failure. 
you know, if you're sitting on the fence and you're reluctant to get started, you don't figure nothing out. Yeah. I mean, failure is like a, it, if, if it's a good one, it's 100K. For real. And we're not talking, we're not talking experience uh-uh. credits. We're uh-uh. talking dollars actual and cash. actual dollars yes. and cents. Actual pain. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll, kind right. of, I'll put my hand on the jar when I think we're ready for another one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sam, okay. that's you. Uh, have a look, share it, and then send it over to me. I'll read it. <laughs> Is your heart more open or more closed now than when you were younger? Man, that's a good one. I would say my heart is more closed now than when I was younger. Mm. I think as we grow older and experience so many new things in life, we start protecting our peace and ourselves. Yeah. We we put ourselves a priority. Mm-hmm. And one of the, mm. one of the main ways to do that is to kind of be a little bit more closed and reserved. Yeah. And especially yeah, especially when you're younger and you, I think you've gone through yeah. your experiences, right? You start to realize real quick like, "Oh man, I got to got to protect myself." Mm-hmm. More no's mm-hmm. than yes. Most definitely. Boundaries. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mhm. And are you guys good at that as a couple? Like uh, it just depends. I mean, <laughs> so we're bad cop, good cop with that. Right? Is that yeah, is that how, okay. I, I, there should be some formula, right? Yeah, right. And it depends on what it is, too, really. It depends yeah. who, what it is. You yeah. know, if I'm saying no to somebody and I don't want to just tell them no, I'll be like, man, I'll ask my wife. <laughs> She's the villain. Yeah. And I do the same. Oh, let me ask my husband. Oh, so, so back and yeah, forth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good, actually, you know, couple strategy. Yeah. Mm. Leaning on each other. Oops. <laughs> Has love healed you? Man, that is crazy. Has love healed you? Uh, I want to say no. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I haven't got it yet to be healed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, um, you got some work to do, my friend. Yeah, I'm like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not love by itself. Yeah. Yeah. It also depends on what, what right. heal, right? Right, what right, you, right. What you try right. To, try to heal. When you think, when you like hear the word. Experience heals me more than love. Yeah. When you, th- yeah. When you hear the word heal, you gotta, it's trying to figure out what is that. What, yeah. What you're fixing mm-hmm. and what. And what is trying to heal. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't think love can heal anyone. I think love, because the love is a choice. You know, and I think that people will say that all the time. But as we grow older, you realize you really choose to love the people that you love. Mm. And you have to be um, you have to be conscious of that. Right. So you could be healed in love, but you have to heal yourself. The work falls on you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. So the mm-hmm. environment can is there. Mm-hmm. Right. But still, you've got to do the work. Mm-hmm. Right. And see, you love you can love more and love harder the more you fix yourself. So it's like, yeah. if you want to love, you need to f- work on yourself, you know, and then you'll be open to more love. I love that. <laughs> it's kind of what I wrote in the book, in the, and what many people have said, which is self love is, yeah. you know, one of the, is the most important. It's the foundational. <laughs> Do you have hope for the future? 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Me too. <laughs> you know, hope hope is the glue that keeps you strong, you know. It keeps you going, keep you um keep you waking up the next day and putting one foot one foot in front of the other. So absolutely, I have a lot of hope for the future. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Mm. I think you know, when you have a hopeless future, I think you can kind of let yourself sit in depression. You know, things like that when yeah. you don't have a hope for the future. So I think it's really important to, like, plan things, set goals, you know, forecast what, what you'd like your life to be like. I, I yeah. love that. For, I'm, I'm just listening back into listening mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to uh, some of these motivational tapes back in the day I used to listen to when I was a sales guy driving around. Yeah. And it was a lot just talking about worry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just really interesting hearing these guys, this stuff from the 40s. And they're, t- and they're talking about the mental, the hospitals. So they were saying back then, the hospitals, half the hospital beds were reserved for people who were having worry. Mm-hmm. Wow. That were making them sick. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. back in the day. Do you believe in God? I would say I'm not a religious person, mm-hmm. but yes, I believe in God. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's like a tough question to ask anybody, right? <laughs> Anything about religion, politics, <laughs> race, sexuality, you know, we try all to stay the no, all the no nos, right? <laughs> well, all, all the questions and all the things that everybody have a million opinions about. You know, exactly. there are no wrong or right answers. You yeah, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just saying that. Um, I, so I grew up in a Christian family. Yeah. My family are Christian. But then one day I realized I'm only Christian because I was born in a Christian family. So like I didn't. So, yeah. At some point we have that examination, <laughs> uh-huh. right? That self-talk. <laughs> so I'm like, that doesn't make me better than someone who was raised in a Muslim family <laughs> or a Catholic family or a Hindu family. You know, so it's like. That's I, so funny. So I believe in my God, but I, I make it a point to respect other people's religion and yeah. beliefs. Yeah. That's important to me. Yeah. Okay, do you believe in God? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, it's a, it's a great one because it does give people, um, I mean, there's some, there's the book, the book I wrote is called Dear God. Uh-huh. Right. Um, so it's, it's letters to God, a conversation uh-huh. with God and God can be whatever, you know, intelligent design mm-hmm. or um, the dude upstairs or the, right. the chick upstairs or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, Whoever. whatever you're, mm-hmm. whatever you can relate mm-hmm. to, whatever you can relate to is the definition for me as well. That's um, awesome. I'm kind of open, you know. I'm, there's even a few prayer questions in here to get spicy. Hmm. Okay. What's a hopeful mind without a hopeful heart? It's mm. a good one. Yeah, that's a good. That's gonna get them. To look, we got a little pause now. That is good. Like a hopeful mind. So, like, you can have a hopeful mind based off of what society is telling you, based off of what outside influences are telling you, you know what I'm saying? But then a hopeful heart would be listening to your subconscious, listening to the inside voice, you know, and following what you think is right, despite what everything else around you is saying. It's almost like you just described what it's like living in today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Turn it on the TV. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Um, I think a hopeful mind is having everything to have a hopeful mind. I think that the heart is deceitful and you really need the mind to tell the heart what to do. Mm. So mm. I think if you can have a hopeful mind, uh, to me, that would trump having a hopeful heart. Right. I think people, all everybody got a hopeful heart. Like they hope, they hope. But when you get it up here, it's hopeful. And, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to hope for something. Yes. I think you can tell your heart what to do. But I, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I, and sometimes I don't, in my in my own personal experience, sometimes my heart, my that into gut, right, mm -hmm. it, in a way, has a good idea, and mm -hmm. once it gets into my brain, my brain just talks my ass right out of it. Right, yes. right. See, I was gonna say that I agree with what she's saying, but I think it's opposite. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's opposite. You think I the agree heart with... guides the head. Absolutely. Okay. So, like, the heart but... will be more connected to the gut, right? Uh -huh. So, like, our minds are all over the place. So, like, because our mind, like, our mind is greatly influenced by our eyes. When we see something, mm -hmm. you know, and when we hear things, you know, it kind of shape our opinion, shape what we think of, of things, you know. But the heart don't see all of that. The heart is going feel. off of feeling Feels. and like, so like, um, it's not only just feelings, right? So the heart and the gut is going to be connected to like, um, to like the subconscious. Oh. So like, you know, when, when someone, I was reading a book the other day and it said when someone goes into a room and, or when someone's dealing with something, right? And hairs just stand yeah, up yeah. on them, right? And it's the other senses that you're not aware of trying to protect you or kind of make you aware yeah. of things mm. you can't see mm -hmm. so to me the heart and the, the heart and the good is more connected and, to that so it's going to be more in line to what's right for you the the head is too influenced too easily but it sometimes can protect you too right, that, right? the mm -hmm. other side is it mm -hmm. does talk you out mm -hmm. of some stupid mm -hmm. shit too it does I, it's talked me out of good things mm -hmm. and stupid mm -hmm. Let's keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, that's, you we know, could, that's we could have a good hour talk on that right there. <laughs> <laughs> what are you struggling with today? Uh, I would say boundaries. Hmm. I think I'm struggling with boundaries and like boundaries just um, at work, you know, boundaries with friends, boundaries at home, hmm. you know, um, it's important to set boundaries for yourself so you can be the best version of yourself. Is it boundaries that you need to set for yourself, you think? Well, or... you, ha you have to set the boundaries because ultimately you train people on how well, you... Well, I mean, internally you're going to set the limits or are you going to communicate them outside? You have to Which... communicate them outside. Okay. So you okay. can set the limit with yourself. Right, first. Right. And then you have to communicate that because right. people would treat you how you allow them. Absolutely. You know, if someone hurts you and you don't say, ouch, they think they're doing you a favor. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I, love that I love that description. As, as, they, as, they know they're, as they know they're winning and taking advantage and everything, yeah. they're like, yeah, I'm Man, actually doing, I'm doing them a favor. <laughs> right. Uh-oh. Okay, let me Yeah, you want to? Yeah. yeah, it's okay. Take a break. We even can take, we're going to take a I don't know if you want me to answer while he's away. Yeah, or, oh, absolutely. Just keep, to going. keep it going. I mean, uh, let him take a, take um, a little break. I'm, I'm still kind of um, hormonally balancing myself from after, after, having yeah, a baby. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, especially being older in age and having a child. I think it's kind of cloudy still. Yeah. I'm not as sharp, you know, like remembering things. You know, you know, I'm aching. My body's changing back to normal. You know, oh, I'm trying to get my diet back together. Um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling with I mean, with let's it. face it, man. You, yeah. That is a hormonal. Yeah. It takes a long time to get and back the, normal. And the human body can make some good drugs. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it right? makes some good drugs. <laughs> it makes some yeah. good drugs. Yeah. can make you feel, I mean, the postpartum depression right. is a real, I right. mean, I've, really I've never is. been there. Right. But, mm-hmm. man, I've heard stories, and it's scary. Right. It's very scary. The, the stuff it can make you think and feel. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's some crazy, that's a crazy yeah. dope right there. Right. The body can produce. Yep. Um, let's find another one. Okay. Oh, daddy, man. That was like instant salve. Yeah. Um, what is the biggest secret uh, someone has shared with you? Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. You're yeah, it's okay. Me. Yeah, okay. it's okay. Just put it down. Yeah. yeah okay. What's the biggest? Um, what's it? What is the biggest? Like killing herself. I thought that was pretty drastic and I felt wow. trusted. I felt compelled to do something about it. You know, I felt it was a close friend. Health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, I don't know. I think that's the biggest secret someone has shared with me. I don't think people normally tell, or maybe they do. I don't know. I've never been told that before. So it was, uh, yeah, it was quite that, surprising. Yeah. And were you surprised they were in that? Yeah. That depth? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm very surprised. Very surprised. I mean, I, it, I was, it was, I was taken aback. It, it was a lot. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh my God, where, where are you? What's going on? Like, let me come to like you. you. you know? Yeah, like yeah, of yeah. all people, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got help? Yeah, they did. Uh-huh. And they're still here. And I check on them regularly. It definitely reminds you that life is precious and short and they keep um, in touch with someone. And mm. a lot of times people that are in trouble, I mean, boy, we don't know it. You right. Can't, yeah, you, know, you won't you look- know. It's a, like a personal struggle. You know, you know, I think, again, you're going through things in your head and your heart, you know, it can confuse you, you know, you don't heart, have any right? hope for the future. Yeah. You know, you can really find yourself in like a, a low place. I mean, yeah, you, really you could can. when nobody would know. Yeah. Happens fast. Right. Real let's fast. Keep, let's keep okay, going. Let's right. Keep going. All right. I'm going to trade off with him in a second, yeah. too. All right. So. I'll and we got the handoff coming one. with the sun. Okay. <laughs> the sun's coming as well. Yeah. So we yeah, got one more handoff. Yeah. Oh, this is good. Uh, this is good for Sam too. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between in helping and enabling? Um, I think if you help them to the point where they're not trying to do nothing for themselves, <laughs> then it becomes enabling. <laughs> yeah, then yeah. you're enabling. Yeah, like, um, and this is a really good analogy that hurts somewhere, but um, I think like when a car breaks down and that person gets out the car, and no, let me start over. If a car breaks down and that person is sitting in the car waiting for help to come, nobody's really going to help. You yeah. might find one or two people that will come and push and, you know, get the car out the way. And then, right. all right. But I think when the person in the car gets out and starts pushing themselves, you'll have a flood of people wanting to come what and help it? push. Oh, that's a great yeah. analogy. So I think this kind of explains helping versus enabling. If the person that's inside of the car is not willing to get out and help push at some point or even and, call and, a ride when they get off the side yeah. of the road or, you know, they continue to ask you to do something for them, I think that, okay, the line has crossed. This is now enabling, you know, like, hey, I gave you the info. That's such no, a beautiful yeah. story, right? Like I that's, always that's try a to, perfect yeah. description. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sitting in yeah. the car. Yep, yep. 
yeah. And it's true too. I mean, you've seen someone pushing a car and like ten people is helping to push I, and somebody steering it's like, it. It's, it's instant. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's instant. instant. It's instant. But if they're sitting in that car, they really oh, you'll have all everybody want more I people drive, drive by past honk, them. Yeah. Swear, uh-huh. I'll probably give you the finger. <laughs> and you will not get out. Unless you know you see a little old lady that looks in distress or something in the car. All right, great. You know, somebody will get out and help. Somebody who can't get out. Right, right. right yeah. But the moment that it's a That's so yeah. what a difference, right? Yeah. Literally a I would difference. I would park my car yeah. help. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And my other possible reaction is to honk and flip right. them off. Right. Right. Yep. Imagine what that's like as a human going through life, right? Because mm-hmm. people really, if you are in that state, you don't get the help. You get hurt more. Right. If you if you take that analogy into real life. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah. Where people see that, they're mm-hmm. just abusing you. Right. They, I literally are abusing I mean, you if they're not willing to do it for themselves. If they're not willing for yeah. themselves, it just get, it gets mm-hmm. like a, a bad circle. Right. Right. Hmm. Um. Yeah, we had this last this last question. Why don't you take a shot at the last one? Is it sitting? What's a What's the difference between helping, yeah, helping and, enabling? and enabling? Yeah, that was a good one. Um, Aisha's was solid, no yeah. pressure. I think I heard her too. Yeah. <laughs> she nailed it. See, she <laughs> Aisha is a military um, brat, so she grew up in a military household. So she has no problem telling people. Have, she has no problem with boundaries. Yeah. I'm the guy, right? I'm the guy that that will overextend my help and things like that. Okay. But I think it becomes an issue with enabling when the help you're giving is expected. So help is voluntary, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. But when they start acting like that's the norm or that's what's expected of you, Absolutely. That, that's when the line has been crossed there, you know, and you kind of have to recognize that and, call it, and cut it off. I like that. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. When it's expected. Yeah. 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 It's like, I don't have to do this. I'm doing this because I want to be a yeah. good person. And they're like, no, you need, you need to do this. Right. I need you. Man, I don't know if you ever heard the quote. They say, um, if you help somebody, next time they need help, they know who to go to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, that's just that's just stupidly smart. I know like, it's like, crazy, that's like right? The dumbest, it's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's one hundred percent true. Seriously, right? It's so simple and crazy, but it's true. If and like what? Wait, that's true. What is your weirdest belief? And coming from Africa, you gotta, gotta don't 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 leave me. Don't give us something. You know, my weirdest belief. Good God. <laughs> There are so many, you know, um, you know, African people are crazy superstitious. I, I, that's what I love. There's the cultures like, I mean, how many, how many <laughs> cultures across the continent, right? How many tribes, how many, you know, how many countries, yeah, how many languages, how, how many languages like in, yeah. like India or China, right? It's just such a massive continent. There must be some crazy ass beliefs, man. You know, for one, Africa is so huge. It's oh. misrepresented on the map. 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. I've seen the real, um, if you've seen the real map. It's... Yeah, it's wild. And if you ever go to Africa and try to travel between Africa, you realize what takes you from New York to California, you could never pull that off in Africa. Yeah. yeah. It would take days to go from one side to the other, even by plane. By top to bottom. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, you don't even want to try that top to bottom. But, like, the superstitions in my, superstition in my family is just being, is that was a barrier that I had to overcome, just having weird superstitions about just weird stuff, you know? And I think it drove me to be a realist. 
Ah. Yeah. I'm not superstitious at all. Anymore. Yeah, you've shut everything down to facts and it science. It has to be. I had to become more science-based. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes those old beliefs are actually, there's like some truth in it, right? There are, there's, there's, they're not made-up stuff. Yeah, they're not made up, but it was only relevant to the people that it was relevant to during that time. During that time. It may not be relevant to me now. A thousand years ago. Right. Yeah. So can you imagine me being scared or suspicious about something that is not relevant to me in this yeah, day and yeah, age? Yeah, no, it doesn't make any, like, like you said, fact-based. Right. So I, I would say that's just the superstitious part about. Very cool. Let's try uh, another one. <laughs> That's an evil question. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Forgiveness. Where do the things you cannot forgive reside? In your mind, your soul, or your heart? My mind. You can forgive, but you can never forget. forget. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dang. It's a protective mechanism, you know. If you forget, then, you know. So just because you forgave somebody doesn't mean that they won't do it again, right? Right, Or it right. doesn't mean that you're out of danger. It just means, I think forgiveness is, is, um, is I'm no longer in fear uh, of that. So it's like peace for you. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. But you can't forget you're, you're because. You're no longer in fear. Right. So right. I can I, I can I can pass that on. The forgiveness is easy. Yeah, but you can't forget because um, I always say this: you have to inspect what you expect, right? Yeah. Because if someone harms you and you just forget about it, then it's going to happen over and over yeah, yeah. again. Like you said, the person who knows if you give help somebody, they know where to go. Yeah. And if somebody hurts you and they get away with it, be careful. Exactly. Aisha. Um, I was actually going to say um, my heart. Yeah. But after hearing his answer, it's probably <laughs> my mind. <laughs> well, go with your um, if, if you If you said the heart, where would I it mean, take you? I was like, oh, you know, I feel like the heart is where you feel hurt. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't think you can feel hurt in your mind. No, no you can't. No, I think I your can't. mind can try to make sense of the hurt. But yes. in order to forgive, I think you got to be hurt in your heart. So I think the hurt lives mm. there. And then maybe it's a conscious decision from your mind mm. to forgive. That's good, too. And nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. got feeling. Right. Yeah. In, the intellectual, the... Right. We're uh, always opposite like that, too. We got the mind and the heart at the, on, the, on the opposite side of me. <laughs> What's your biggest regret? Um, I don't know. I don't think I have any regrets. Just to, <laughs> I mean, for real. I'm like, sometimes some of those things that happen that uh, seem regretful, you know, later on, they were things that, you know, helped you or prevented you from doing something that you thought you wanted. I, don't, I, I think regret is such a strong word. It's not a regret. But... um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I have any regrets. Right. Or, you know, to me, regret is like, oh, I won't do it again. You know, I regret that. I, I can't believe I will never do it. I, I mean, I, I, don't think, I don't think I have any of those. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's good, but I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's good, too. But I think um, 
I have some regrets, you know, I, but the things I regret are not specific events. Um, I think it's moments when I knew that I should be more courageous than I was, you know. Um, I think I always regret moments like that, you know, like not listening to my gut, you know. Um, uh, yeah. Sometimes, you, you know, we try to be a people pleaser and we put ourselves in the back, you know. Or we see something that's not right and we don't speak up. Yeah, yes. I, I, I kind of regret those moments. That's what's up. Let's keep going. That's a good one. <laughs> it's interesting to regret not doing something over regret doing something. Right, right. Mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, and it does line up with so many of the guest stories. No matter how challenging their life has been, they wouldn't do anything. They, nobody would. Nobody wants to change anything that happened in their right. life. Even, I mean, the most horrific childhood stories. I sit across the table and it's like, no, you would have to want to do, have it. No, no I, I am who I am. This is what, how I got here. That's my story. Hmm. And so. It's interesting that you know people don't regret the life they lived or what happened, yeah. but people will regret what we didn't do. Right, yeah. right. And I think that yeah. also lines up with when people are on their deathbed, right? Right, yeah. right. What do you regret? Right. The chances mm -hmm. you didn't take. Yeah. Take a shot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What would your child self think of who you are today? <laughs> that eight look. What would that eight-year-old boy landing in OKC think? Man, my childhood self would be amazed at who I am. <laughs> right? You know, like, I'm, <laughs> so I've been called dumb. I've been called, you name it, I've been called everything on the, under the planet. Okay? okay. I've been looked over, you know. But um, I think what I've, I've been able to just keep growing over the years, mentally, mm -hmm. physically, and emotionally. So the person that I am today is not only beyond what it's not totally different than what I was yes. as a child, but yes. it's totally different than what was expected of me from anybody around me. So, because uh, you kept building. Well, and, and the trajectory of who I am is totally different than hmm. what I was. I didn't grow up. When, so when we moved to the U.S., we were kind of pushed not necessarily into poverty, right? Because there's levels of poverty, you know? Yeah. But I would say we were on the lower lower class, you know, the higher end of the lower class because we were able to work, but we had to rebuild our entire lives over. Uh, okay. So Yeah, you had nothing. Exactly. So if you, the, the statistics is, it's almost like 90 or 99% chance you're going to yeah, you, end up you could, just that, like that. Yeah, you should have gone that way, down. I am the exact opposite of that. I think like mostly in all things that we do, um, you, um, what you see when you grow up, you will either be just like that or you'll be the total opposite. Mm, to me, them is kind of like the two choices. You either are who you came from, you become exactly like your parents, or you choose to become completely opposite from them. Right, you just decide yeah. that's, I'm, mm. that's not gonna be me. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I think my child self, I mean, would, have, would be happy where I am today. I mean, some of the things I thought that I would do as a kid, um, like I didn't imagine myself having three kids <laughs> when I was young. But, um, you know, I think my child self would be happy who I am today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got your own business, mm -hmm. own the building, mm -hmm. survived a, a business where 99 right. out of 100 people die. Right. 
And, you know, here, here you, right? I mean, it's a reality. Mm-hmm. I think it's got to be 99 out of 100, probably yeah. 100 out of 100, actually. Yeah, it's, the turnover's crazy. <laughs> the turnover's crazy, right? And here you are building your business. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Do you believe evil exists? Yes, I do. I think, uh, I think evil can be inside of people, <laughs> and then those people can do evil things. Mm. That's what I think. I, I, I believe that evil exists. Absolutely. Evil have to exist for the good to exist. Um, I read a book, right? Yes. And it said that in order to truly cure the world of evil, we need a few good men who are more skilled at evil. I thought that was interesting. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. I mean, you do need men trained to do evil things. Right. For, right. Good, for a good purpose. For a good mm-hmm. purpose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think the time comes, it does come a time when you've got to ask people to do, and, and that's also too partly some of the military, the suicides and the mental health of, of military. Right. We train them to be killers. We, we Absolutely. Unleash, unleash that on, on people and then we bring them home and then we tell them, you know, uh, everything's fine. You're normal. Right, Which is know, wild. Try right. to try to undo your PTSD right, by right. yourself. Try to undo <laughs> that video game. Yeah. And you and you've like you said, you've seen it, right? You mm-hmm. know that, that how that sticks you with you. Smell it. You smell mm-hmm. it. You remember the scent. Man, I said did a I had a mental health uh, talk uh, last night with Ohana uh, Foundation. Some people from there, and they were sharing some of the mil. It was a military. Mm-hmm. Uh, their 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 purpose is to talk to military veterans who are having trouble. Wow. And um, and stop stop the suicide. Right. Or not stop it, but you know, at least mm-hmm. we can't stop it yet. Yeah. We gotta address re- it. At least reverse it. Right. right. Address <laughs> it. Acknowledge it. You yeah, know? for real. <laughs> Acknowledge it. And some of the the stuff I was hearing the VA, man, the VA is messed up. Mm. Yeah. What dream have you given up on? <laughs> uh Probably trying to dunk a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> it's over with. It's over with. <laughs> Done. How old are you now? I'm 38. <laughs> it's all over. It's my over, friend. man. I'm never going <laughs> to dunk. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not a person that gives up on things. You know, I, I have the virtue of um, I'm a patient person, very patient. So. Um, I understand that things take time, and I've had the fortune of having great mentors that tell me that too. So I, I love it. Absolutely, things take time, but you got to work on them too. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see the basketball hoop in here. No, <laughs> right, right, definitely not a basketball hoop in here. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think some of the dreams that I haven't yet to realize are still coming. Mm. So um, it's like, okay, it's not here yet. Like, what's, what's um, a, what's I mean, one like, I want to have an opportunity the... to move out of the country. Ooh. I want to live out of the country for like a year or two. Born in Hawaii. Yeah. So you I haven't heard. given up on it. What yeah, have you yeah. given up on? I know. I don't, I don't think I've given up on any of I don't my like, dreams. I, I don't, you, you <laughs> They're two, still there. You two I mean, don't, don't look happen. like giver-uppers yeah, to me. Yeah, I'm not a giver-upper <laughs> at all. I'm not getting the vibe. Yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> definitely not a giver-up. I'm like, hey, okay, I'm still going to do that. I don't think I have any physical dreams like dunking a ball or, you know, I feel like, all right, one day I'm going to be in the best shape of my life and... You know, something kids. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely was not a dream to have eight kids, but I don't know. Uh, they just haven't happened yet. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not giver-uppers. Mm. Okay. Ooh. If I could forgive myself. 
If you could forgive yourself for one thing, what would it be? Wow. That's wild. Forgive yeah. myself. Now we're getting real. To forgive myself. So that means what am I angry at myself for till this day? That you uh, need to forgive yourself. <laughs> you need to tell you sorry. I need to tell me sorry. <laughs> but don't forget. Right. <laughs> Man, um, you know what? Forgive yourself. That's a wild question, actually. I've never I know, thought I need that. to think about that one, too, actually. Wow. If I could forgive myself. What? Ooh. I will forgive. I'll, you know okay. what? I will forgive myself for being, um, for being so combative with my mm. father oh, man. and my brother. I have a father and a brother that are both deceased. And... Oh. Um, I um it was a moment when I was very combative and you know and just went against the green with my father you know and then there was a time when I worked with my older brother too and I was the same way with him you know is that the older brother that brought that your friend no it's no, a, it's our one. older oh, one yeah a different one okay. older older brother okay. you know and um yeah I never got the chance to apologize I kind of did but you know now that I'm looking back you know it was unne- my behavior was unnecessary yeah. That's youth. Yeah. That's youth. That's the one for me. Hmm. Hmm. I got a lot of those moments, like, where my behavior was unnecessary and I didn't forgive myself. But you've already forgiven yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, most of them. Most of the times where I was, my behavior was, you know, outrageous or something. You know, sometimes I do things and I'll be like, man, I shouldn't have did that. I need to chill. But, um... I, th- I think, you know, I need to ask those people for forgiveness and forgive myself, too. Mm. Really. Yeah. What's your favorite <laughs> part of your life right now? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of my life right now is her. It's cracking it is me Kareem. up. If you, if you could just see the, the scenery right, we've right, got. Right, right. She she's us she's being adults. real dramatic in the, in the, in the uh, yeah. in the, um, and now my son's here. She's being real dramatic in the office. <laughs> She's looking. Yeah, I don't know. She's looking Man. real hard. My favorite part is her right now, actually. Um, oh, she's are... my first daughter, oh, my only oh, daughter. Oh, aren't you and, lucky? Uh, I'm learning how to do her hair and all that kind of stuff uh, from having boys yeah. you know, my whole parenthood. So, um, yeah, uh, my favorite part is Cree right now. Yeah, she's special. Um, she's she's one of my favorite parts right now. Another favorite part of life right now for me is um, at the stage I am, I'm 100% not afraid to fail. So I usually go for what I want. Um, I understand that things don't have to be perfect. I don't have to have all the money. I don't have to have everything figured out. I just go for what I want. I, there, there's, I mean, failure is just, it's momentum. It is. Failing man. forward is an okay thing. Because you're yeah. moving ahead, right? You're, yeah. you're, I mean, it's not even failure. Mm-hmm. It's just learning. It's it going is. to school. <clears throat> you got these forgiveness stuff I know. Going, what right? is going on? <laughs> <laughs> when we forgive someone for deeply hurting us, does it heal the wounds? Uh, Char wants to know. I think it does. I think when it you heals for- the wound. Yeah, it does. I think when you forgive someone, it, it at least starts the healing process, you know, 
Because with, with like having grudges and not having forgiveness comes a lot of um, envy, you know, uh, you, you hold a lot of emotions and you don't know what to do with them, right? So the forgiveness process comes with release. Mm. So when you release the animosity, you release the hate, you release the, you release the, all the other emotions that come with not forgiving, that part, it, it, then you can start the healing process. I think, I think people's um, definition of what forgiveness is is kind of off sometimes, you know? Just because I forgive you doesn't mean that I've forgotten, you know? And sometimes we think that for me to extend my forgiveness, I have to forget what you did to me, and that's not true. And, you know, this question is real interesting because it says when we forgive someone. So it's like ourselves, or is it we as a whole as people? Ourselves. So pretty much when I forgive someone, does, that, does it heal the wound? To you, yeah. I don't think it does. I don't think it does. Mm. I think once it's cut... It's a cut there. I don't think me saying, hey, I'll forgive you, it automatically heals up as if there's not a like cut Jesus there before. Jesus waved his hand over yep, it. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it heals the wound at all. But some wounds are deeper than others. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Do you share your worldview openly with others? Do you share your worldview with others openly? Um, I say Yes. Mm, more so if they ask, but yes. Mm. Yeah, I share my worldview with, with everyone. Mm. I, I'm a citizen of the world. Mm. Even though I'm African, I'm a citizen of the world, and I'm a, hu- I'm a human before anything else. Let people know what you're thinking. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even in today's, a little bit, little bit scary sometimes. It is. But you're out there doing it anyway. Yeah. We, we have to, or, or the opposite, would be out there doing more work. See, this is an interesting concept, right? That's bravery. Because mm. <laughs> I mean, you got to get out there even though, because if the opposite is there, then, then and they see you as a truth. I guess. Or, you're going you're gonna to find some haters. You're going to find some hate, yeah. True. How do you calm your mind? Work out. Sleep. <laughs> Little Mary mm. Jane. <laughs> the little what? <laughs> huh? It's an it's an adult show. It's okay. okay. <laughs> I said a little Mary Jane. Yeah. Come out the garage, grow a better your, mom. Grow your tomatoes. Yep. Yep. All of that. Green thumbs. <laughs> I'm working now. I like to cook. Oh, you, are you the cook? I'm in the, the cook. In the house? Uh, ex- executive chef at home. Right. And grocery shopper. Good? Yes, very good. Dang. Delicious. <laughs> Gourmet. Top tier. And what are you cooking? You, I, your... you know what? I can cook almost anything. Yeah. anything. That's what's crazy. So Pastas, I usually, if I go rice. to a nice restaurant and they make a meal and I really like it, yeah. I can usually you can imitate that. You can break it down yeah. <clears throat> and then mm-hmm. reconstruct it at uh-huh. home. Yeah. You'd be like, man, that cream sauce they use just doesn't, that's not right. Let me and he'll go <laughs> to five grocery stores and take his time and read the labels. And he'll buy three different kind, and then he'll test all three of those kind, usually. Oh and, and man! Come up, or mix two of them, or whatever he needs to do to, to do acquire do a separate taste. I'm basically an entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur. Serial entrepreneur, basically, um, real estate and other businesses. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I get that question a lot. I'm like, so investor. cooking really is therapeutic. When yeah, I yeah. Can cooking close becomes my mind therapy. Off. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I I find for sure cooking um, because you're focused on you know you're focused on creating and you're thinking. Yeah. Right? It just it removes all thoughts. Really, exactly. you can only focus on the cooking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you're just, in the moment. You're because you don't want to burn the food. You're present. You're prepping. You know, exactly. Yeah, you're present. So that's why I, that's why I love it so much. It's a dangerous question. Who would you spend the last day of your life with? <laughs> As I'm sitting across from a loving couple. Right, you go right. first. You pulled it. You go first. Uh, I'm going to say my family. I would say Sam and my three children mm. and my mom and my dad and my brother. Um, I got two cousins that I wouldn't mind being there. Um I mean, I, I would spend it with my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always, I've actually thought about what my last day would look like, but I always make sure that it's, I'm old and I have grandkids, you know, and I'm kind of laying there. Ah. So I like to envision what my life would be, you know, instead of just having visions placed in my head, I like to be the creator of it, right? So I always think about me dying when I'm old with my grandchildren around. Oh, man. That could be wild when you're 95 and you're laying there and you're like, this is... I thought about it. This is it. I pictured it. (laughs) I pictured it. You know, this is... I willed it. (laughs) I'm a fan of that kind of engineering. You are? (laughs) Yeah. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, A big fan of it. I think you can, you know, you can build things. Your mind is extremely powerful. Absolutely. And if you can create an image in your mind, talk about it, write about it. Your subconscious goes to work to create it. That's like the fifty percent mark. Just envisioning it. Just, mm-hmm. just dream. Just, mm-hmm. just, just putting that vision in your head. You're halfway mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree totally. You totally. You're creating <laughs> it. I mean, you know, it's hard to really understand what the mind can do. Yeah. What is it? What is? Sorry. What is that one thing you owe someone? <laughs> oh one man. One thing you owe someone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, you talking about oh, it's a lot of O's. I, I still owe my mama some money. My, for real, we some IRS stuff need to be still paid. Like we have some mortgages we owe. Like, like I owe my mother like, some for money. Real. I you know, owe a couple like, people and, an apology, probably. It's probably a few uh, of those for yeah, me. Yeah, for real. Uh, for I got a few um, of those. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of old. Yeah, so the sure. one, so the one is a bit of a, you know, yeah. it's everything. <laughs> Name something we, we can owe, we owe it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. And and just the state of idea to keep my mental health okay. We're just going to say I owe, I owe a few people things. For sure, we're not going to list them. Things. We don't want to be listening. Not all of them. We're not going to list them down. <laughs> is there something you didn't do? that you still remember and regret from time to time. Mm. Remember, it's back to the didn't uh, do. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, realized. Yeah. I, I just, feel like that's kind of the same question. I just realized that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, mm-hmm. of course. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had somebody call me and I didn't return their call and they passed away. Wow. What? That was, that was kind of like, dang, I probably should have returned that person's call. <laughs> Yeah, that was that's something I remember from time to time. What I don't happened? think it's like a huge regret. Did they get hit by a car? No, or? Um, they were hospitalized and passed away. 
So they called you from the hospital? Um, yeah. <laughs> She's a bad person. I think, I mean, I don't know where they were. I never got to, I think I, I think maybe he was released from the hospital, went home and called, and then a couple of days later passed. We're laughing in shock. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, it's, okay. it's like, okay. Well, yeah. no, I'm not laughing. I'm yeah. just like. Oh yeah, I don't know how yeah. to. I don't know how to explain my laugh. Yeah, maybe you are a bad person. Yeah, <laughs> you know sometimes you can miss people's call and be busy and just kind of forget and to forget, call them right, back. Yeah, and forget. And then I mean, of course, this tragic thing happened. Oops. I did see this person while they were kind of dealing with this illness, but um, I didn't. I mean, who knows when we're gonna die? Yeah, Nobody know. knows when we're gonna die. Yeah, and it was only like a maybe a two or three day deal. You know, <laughs> so it wasn't that bad. I mean, well, shut up. <laughs> Next. I can't believe we're laughing like this. It's just so wrong. Just don't get any more regret questions. Just Aisha's so brutally honest, right? You're just the way you deadpan that. You know, the I'm way like, you well, just, from yeah, time to yeah, time. Yeah, just the way you delivered that was just almost humorous. Okay. I think that's what was caught me off guard. Oh. When was the last time your mind was at peace and present in the moment? Right now, hmm. I'm always at peace and present in the moment. Like, I'm not going to live my life in fear of what could yeah. or what might. I deal with things as I encounter them, and I accept the reality of things. You're freaking me out. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, you know, uh, the reason is because I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm listening. I just started re-listening to some of these old tapes, I was telling you, right? Uh -huh. And like, and literally the words coming out of your mouth are the things that I was hearing driving down the road this morning. Oh, hey. wow. So it's like, it's kind of like, is the, uni is the universe talking to me right now or what? Yes. Things are like aligned. loud. <laughs> yes, and they're talking. <laughs> it's, it's like, Listen are to you, my voice. hello, Ken, are you listening? <laughs> Exactly we told you on the radio. Oh, oh, I got one in my hand, but it's one falling out. Okay. Oh man, oh. Sam is Sam is channeling the universe always. What is the best gift you've ever received? It's suddenly, so quiet in here. Children. I, I knew he was going to say that. It, I really well, like also having the children. The air yeah. Yeah. I knew he was going to say that. Everything at once. Of course. What kids are the best gift. It's, what about a tangible gift that's like not kids? Like an actual and, gift? Yeah, actual gift. I'm not a big gift person. No, so. but when you received one, it was like the best one. None of them have been memorable. <gasps> Embarrassing me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, man. But you know what? It's not just, her fault, though. I, I just, <laughs> if she asked me what I want, I would be like, I don't care. I don't know. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But still, to say not memorable? A it's, gift. It's not his okay. language of love. Okay, I guess that's like, not even, like not even close. I'm a giver. Yeah, girl. yeah. And right you're a giver, right? Uh, so, yeah. So, there's a good thing for you guys to work on. Right, she, she. It's important. It's important to Aisha, right? But Sam's like, yeah, yeah it could not, be, you yeah, know, could be dirty person. underwear. It could be a gold <laughs> ring. It's all the same. It's all the same. Okay, so uh, when as a, I guess as a push gift for um, having an, another baby, um, I got a new car. So that was the best gift I ever received. So he talked you into it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and, and good family and. Yeah, it was a lot. He's a good sales guy. I didn't talk her into anything. <laughs> she told me for years that she did not want to have another child. Years. Okay. For years. Yeah. yeah like, despite like all of my convincing, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But then here's the funny thing, right? Oh. I released it. I said, you know what? 
if it's meant for me to not have another child, so be it. But when did you release it? it I don't know, like at least a year before you actually agreed. But I, I honestly, like, uh-huh. I really consciously was like, you know what? Fine, where I'm okay with where I'm at with the kids. Then she was like, you know what? It's okay. We can have another another child. But you know, you got to stop fighting things. The yeah. resistance create resistance. You know. Yeah, I guess that's true too. Resistance does create uh-huh. resistance. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's kind of a strange thing. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> How to walk alongside somebody. Uh-huh. Yep. And you can kind of lead them down the path without them knowing it. Or with them knowing it, maybe it, I don't know how it works. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. As soon as you released it, it started changing. Got a girl. I wanted a girl. Oh, I, no, this is the Boom, weird. Huh? And we yeah. didn't know it was a girl until she was born. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was same with my daughter. Yeah. They waited. Till, uh-huh. They waited. Just we're gonna see. Yep. Yeah. Like it's a baby. And they didn't even tell anybody for like a day. A day. <laughs> yeah, the baby still. They got the baby all wrapped up, and you know. And they didn't even tell you what it is. Well. <clears throat> <laughs> Does <laughs> I love this question so good. Does giving your love, hope, and prayers count as service? Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna pray for you. It's an additional prayer to God on your behalf. That is additional that's service to me. I have high hopes for you. Yes. <laughs> You can really send someone positive energy, though. I believe that. Like, you can about, encourage how prayer, someone. How about a prayer emoji on Facebook? I mean, that Does too. That count? As long as you kind of do it in real life, I feel like you can okay. send those vibes, those positive energy to someone on those their Those are behalf. the best parts of you, actually. Love, hope, and prayer. Hmm. That's definitely an act of service. I like that. It's the so. best part of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And if you do it in real life, mm-hmm. if you really do intentionally. Uh-huh. Like, like, I'm going to pray for you and then don't pray. But I, I, when I say that, I usually throw a prayer up throw real a quick. Throw yep. there. Yep. So like love, you know, if you break down the words, if I, if I give you love, that means mm. um, love is so nurturing. Love is, can be forgiving, you know. So love sees past, it sees past what's right in front of you. And I mm-hmm. see the best parts of you, you know. Yeah. And then if I give you hope, that means um, that means I have well wishes for you. That means that um, that means despite anything you've done, right? I still yeah. think you're capable, Cap- yeah, and right? worthy. Mm-hmm. And if I'm praying for you, that means that I have well wishes for you. That means that I'm um um you're you're a- manifesting, aiding in the manifest. I'm manifesting good things that. for yeah, you. Yeah, so yeah. that like is the best in the thing to give those mm-hmm. three words. I think so. I love I love everybody's answers, man. <laughs> so in, so insightful. <laughs> oh, Oops. sorry, sorry. My one eyeball's not quite. My distance <laughs> is a little off. What was the lowest point in your life? It was a good one. The we haven't lowest covered that. point. Yeah, we've covered point. some spots, but this is a fresh. Mm. This is fresh ground. Man. That's such a loaded question, like the lowest point of my, so like <laughs> I'm a young man, so the lowest point of my life is probably gonna sound crazy, but like the lowest point of for me since I've been married was when I went through a job transition, okay, and my income kind of suffered, you know, and it caused some conflicts in our relationship, yeah, you know, just to be honest with my um you know, I had some ego things I had to deal with, you know and not being able to provide or viewed mm. as not being a provider, you know, at a yeah. certain point was very, um, 
was a very low point for me. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, especially if you take it personally, like it's, you're the dad, right? Mm-hmm. Or the husband. Like right. It, and if that's on you. Well, and then like having financial issues or, you know, not, not being at your best, right? Affects all the other areas of your life, your relationship. Yeah. And especially if you're the one that, you know, you were doing the, were you doing the transition yourself? Started by you or started by the boss? It was by me. So, yeah, um, so even more, like, yeah. even more response, like weight. Right, right. And, you know, like you have to go through that space of finding yourself. So like for, for who I am now, I have to go through this transition. So like to meet your next life, you have to say no to your current life or else it'll keep you there. I know the pain. It's not a smooth transition at all. Mm. Like what you're used to doing and what, where you're at right now, always trying to hold on to you. And you're like, yes, this has been great, but I'm meant to do yes. so much more. Even, even if you don't know what that more looks like exactly, but something's tugging on you and it's telling mm. you it's time to go. Solid advice is follow that, follow that tug mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and rip your chains from what's holding you back. What about you? You got to answer. Oh this. yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, she yeah. tried yeah. to escape. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <you> oh. <see? laughs> She's a he smooth criminal. Called you out. Aisha, that's so wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to no, keep an eye on I you know. now. No, sorry. She said she doesn't have a low yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, I do. I have a lot of low points. I mean, my parents got divorced. That was a low point. Mm. Um, when we got married, when we first got married, it, that was, it a low was point? kind of transitioning from being <laughs> single into being married again. I mean, we, like, we oh, went I'm through stuck some. With this guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I, made a I mean, his job transitions created low points for me too. Yeah. You know, having a baby and almost dying. Yeah. Um, after having a baby, I'm almost pretty much bled to death. Um, I was in the operating room for many, many hours after having her. It was a very low point recovering Whoa. and oh, so you really are. Oh, yeah, still, you really judgment. are. Yeah, still are in yeah, the midst of it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, you'll know when you're. I mean, yep. only you know. Mm-hmm. Right? It's definitely it's, still cloudy right now, yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's yeah. hard to. Something I can't imagine. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think it's too late for me to imagine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> science won't. Science won't let me <laughs> catch up. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Men can have children all the way till they're 90. Mm, real. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was thinking about being, being a mom. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might be too late for Done. me. It was over with. <laughs> what, what will be your harvest in the future, Grandpa? My harvest. Yeah, Gramps. So my harvest in the future, my harvest would be things that I've gathered. That's what the mm, harvest means, okay, right? Yeah. So things that I've gathered. Um, it's two things that I'm gathering to leave as a harvest for my kids. Um, the first thing would be finances, right? I'm making sure that I'm doing, um, that I'm making good financial decisions and I'm making sure that I'm investing in things that would not just pay me today, but pay me in the future. So that's within my, um, that's in my stock of things that I'm harvesting. And then the second thing that I want to make sure that I'm, I'm harvesting is values, right? So I want to make sure that my kids are also inheriting values from me, not just wealth for me. Values would be like principles that we live by, things that we believe in, um, and things of that nature. So That's great. Um, I'm going to second that same answer. Um, I would say 
uh, harvests things that like have been cultivated, have been grown, have been you know systematized mm, yeah. even by us. So, I mean, I'd like to have you know um, properties and financial things that we've acquired to pass down to our kids, right? And also values, business sense to be able to keep it. So, yep, yeah. It's important for us to not work so hard to give them something to squander. <laughs> to screw it up. Yeah. <laughs> this is the worst thing yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. You work, you work so hard, and then you pass it on to your kids, and they have no interest in third. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, you're okay. Third generation screws mm-hmm. it up. Right, right. So you're, you're well, maybe, maybe we need to pay for the <laughs> it's grandkids. It's your grandkids that'll screw it yeah. over. <laughs> How do you feel when you leave a house of worship? I feel fulfilled. Um, you know, you have like a a hopeful feeling. Yeah. A warm and mm. warm and fuzzy fuzziness. <laughs> I don't know. Um, a, so like over the years, I've became way more spiritual than religious too. Yeah. Um. So when I leave church now, um. And I'm trying to accurately describe the feeling. And it's more than just like, I don't feel rejuvenated, but I kind of do. You know what I'm saying? It feels good to be around, um, to be around so many like-minded people or people who are trying to better themselves, you know? I think the hope, right? Everybody comes in there with hope, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they might be depressed or sad mm-hmm. or have something on their minds, but they're coming with to find hope or yeah. to be hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's kind of like a reset a little bit, you know? You kind of reset your week or your mind. So mm-hmm. I, I can it's a good say little those. reset. Yeah, it's a good little reset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone like press the reset button and start over. Yeah. That's why it's on sun you know, before you end up off, you know, starting to work on Monday and Exactly. Clean it out clean out that week. Right. Hmm. Where does acceptance begin? Right away. He said when, right away. Right away, right away. <laughs> like before you even step foot out the car. Acceptance. Bef- yeah, like to just be accepted, period. They, mm. You get that judgment before they even meet you <laughs> sometimes. Like how you oh, walk up. before you even get out of the, yeah, uh, yeah, How yeah. you walk up. That's yeah. when you get the judgment, though. I, I mean, think, um, I mean but you know, they decide right there to like accept when, you. I think where, where yeah, does okay. acceptance begin is when, at what point do you accept? Oh, I think I was saying acceptance from others. I accept right there too, really. Oh. <laughs> I mean, believe it or not, you know, sometimes I can go through a social media page and decide if if there's going to be some acceptance there into my life, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think I think acceptance and judgment probably, you got to judge to accept, I think. So maybe. Yeah. Where do you think? <clears throat> I think, um, I think acceptance begins when you realize that it's in it's beneficial f- to you to experience things that are different from what you bring to the table. Right. So, so like, when did that begin, though? It, it begins when you realize that it's beneficial for you. So like, so you think it's, it's only bene- acceptable if it's beneficial? No, I don't think it's only acceptable. I just think the more we realize that we don't all have to bring the same things to the table, hmm. then we can accept that others are different. Like, it's a good thing that there is Mexican food out here. 
Amen to Mexican food. I'll get my behind that. Whoever invented that, it's got something going. Genius. <laughs> it's like it's a good thing that people speak other languages, you know. Yeah. And if we can accept that, that's their culture, that's their religion, mm. that's their experiences, then we can celebrate them instead of judge them. So I think mm. I think acceptance begins when we realize that different. Different equals good. So if like, if different is not equaling good, then that acceptance is not there. Well, if you don't understand that when things are different, it doesn't mean that it's against you. So if we're in a room full of people who speak a foreign language, we have to accept that they are speaking the language that is... Mm. Normal to them. You see what I'm saying? Okay. It doesn't harm us that they're speaking a different language, you know? Right, right. I mean, that there is some types of, some types of things that can harm us that can, you can choose not to accept. Yeah, there, but there is a difference mm. between fear and danger. I mean, yeah. Like, huge difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a really good question. Do you think most people accept themselves <clears throat> as, as they are? I don't think so. No. Mm-mm. They should. Or at least have the courage to do whatever it is to accept yourself. That might be where acceptance yeah. begins. Actually, it's with yourself. It's with yourself, yeah. actually. It's probably hard to accept other people if you don't accept yourself. If you haven't accepted yeah. yourself. But then people put other people in front of them all the time. But we're more critical of ourselves than others. Yeah, that's true. No that's, also tr- that's also yeah. true. But we're the only ones that know everything about ourselves, too. So, <laughs> oh, God. of course, you're going to be more critical. <laughs> don't remind me about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So, if you can accept yourself, you're a bad boy. Boy, I think you're a bad boy. You're bad. You're good. You're doing good in life if you accept find yourself. acceptance within I, first. I, yeah, yeah. I, actually, then you probably can accept, you know, the Mexican right, mariachi right. band and uh-huh. the Iranian the speaking, and, yep. you know, Farsi. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. You just, just like, like, hey, it is what it is. Well, you, you there for you. I understand If I can that. accept this person. <laughs> Everybody else is free. Everybody else is cool. Yeah. Yep. That's kind of a lovely thought. Mm-hmm. So it is make, you know, when you find people who are just these unaccepting a-holes and people running around, you kind of actually look at them with a little bit of pity. Yeah, in like, a way yeah, because they're could. probably <laughs> self-tortured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's yeah. fear. They're yeah. operating off of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's fear. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Yeah. Okay, we're getting close to the close to the curtain. Yeah, I'm gonna keep an eye on a question. We'll, when we find a good question, I think kind of wraps everything up. Yeah, we'll right. we'll, st- we'll okay. use that as the last one. But okay. I'll keep I'll keep going. We're okay. still we're a couple more. Okay. Have you ever lost hope? <laughs> I have never lost hope. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, I've never I know, lost. So, Losing hope I know. sounds like a death. depressive or death or a final something. But I will say this, though. Oh, the past few years, I've realized I have I have realized that I need to be thankful that I'm in the position to have hope because so many people don't have hope Mm -hmm. and it's not because I'm better or I have anything figured out it's just I'm gifted I'm gifted to be in the position to have hope like Mm -hmm. seriously that's true like there are people that deal with depression and Mm -hmm. deal with other things that I don't deal with Mm -hmm. thank God that causes me to not be able to lose hope yeah Mm -hmm. right understand me too me too I definitely second that same Mm -hmm. yeah we're going back, 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 deep in the. 
Aisha's. <laughs> Ooh, another heavy one. You guys are striking yeah, some good ones. <laughs> faith and forgiveness. Man, you're like, Brett. dang, it's a Sunday morning. I'm supposed to be no enjoying kidding. myself. Getting, and I'm, preaching. I'm here getting tortured. <laughs> no, no, <man. laughs> I would like to remind the audience that they did bring this on themselves. Right. <laughs> Have you ever lost faith only to find it again? I do this daily. I can lose faith in something. Oh, it's not going to work out. Whatever. And then like an hour later, you'll be like, well, oh, wow, I actually well, came out. together. <laughs> you know? Any, anybody in real estate is, is probably a <laughs> up and down. Like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, not fa I'm not confident that's going to work. And then, and right, then and there it. it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, so yeah. all the time. Yeah, I, I, I second that. I lose faith. Um, I've lost faith. So, like, this one time, right, I was praying. I would pray all the time. I'd be like, okay, um, I wanted to really understand, you know, God. You know, like, instead of just what was introduced to me, I want to have a clearer understanding, you know. So um, I realized that through that process that in order to really find yourself, you have to lose yourself. Because then in rebuilding yourself, because when you're lost, you ask certain types of questions and you seek certain things that leads to the truth. Ah, I, I see. Yeah. So, like, you can't be found if you're not lost. Can't be found mm -hmm. if you're not lost. Mm -hmm. You've got to lose it first <sighs> and then find it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I trust that. It almost feels like I just want to leave that. Hang, that's a great, that's almost a perfect finish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's just leave that one. I don't even okay. need another question because that's beautiful. Okay. Perfect, man. This has been yeah, great. How about, how about, yeah, how about some closing thoughts? Um, you know, a couple options people go with. One, th closing thoughts, like a message, you know, just, mm -hmm. you know, wrap up some ideas. Um, could be a message to somebody. Message to your dad and brother. It could be a message to your baby girl, your grandkids, your sons. Uh, let me think about that. That's yeah. really good. No, right? You have one? Can you think of one immediately? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking. You're thinking? Um, yeah, it's okay. Take your time. Um, um, let's have so many. I'm done. Like, me too. It's like bringing like a closing it. Thoughts. Yeah, you just take it. Take your time. We're in no hurry on this. Um, <laughs> you know, I said. I've like, I mean, for, I always pimp for the messages to people. And I, because I think, to, I just, for me, that's, I, I see the permanence of the podcast yeah and the fact i often think about what it would be like to be hear my father 20 years ago on a show mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to have heard his voice and to hear his thoughts right so knowing that this is here for your kids and you know even for you 20 years oh, later wow, yeah right so for me, I, I think wrapping up the message is good for the mm -hmm. show. It's good for the now. It's good mm -hmm. for the audience. That is good. The selfish part for me has always been leaving a leaving a love note. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. You know, we're thought. You know, when you're listening, you know, kind of imagining, imagining your daughter listening to this when mm -hmm. she's twenty. You know, I, I would have to say, like a closing statement for me would be, um, I would say, never give up. You know, never give up hope, you know, and if you have lost your hope, try to find it, you know, um, because I think life in itself is life in its very nature is designed to be difficult. So I think the sooner we come to the realization of that, then we can handle the things that is thrown at us in life because we are prepared and we expect that. 
like navigating through life is going to have, you know, logs in the way. Like if you row in a canoe and you're going to come up with things that are going to try to hinder that path, you know, there are going to be some debris, there are going to be logs, there are going to be things in the water that you're going to have to maneuver around and go through or trudge through or dig through. And sometimes your canoe can get damaged and start leaking water, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes, you know, you can lose a paddle, yeah. you know. But I think finding a way to just continue that 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 life path, knowing that there are going to be trials, tribulations, difficulties. Um, I'm just piggybacking on kind of what you oh, said. Yeah, like, absolutely. I think, and kind of embr- I think people really need them. to be aware of that, that, you know, it's not always going to be a straight, clear water path ever. <laughs> you know, you're going to have things Never, that ever. you're going to have to work <laughs> out. You know, And some of those things may take a while to get through. You know, you lose a paddle, you're probably not going to find another paddle. It's yeah, going to be harder it, for you. They don't give you two yeah, when you leave. Yeah, and I think, I think that, that's a, you know, if you want to keep yourself mentally sane while you're on that path. You know, and be resourceful with the tools that you have available to you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're as successful as you are resourceful. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're steady looking for the tools you don't have to keep you from doing the things you should be doing or want to do, then you'll never do what you right. want to do. Right. <laughs> Back to what regretting what I didn't do <laughs> more than uh-huh. what more I did. did. Yeah, right. You yep. know, so we, we, mm-hmm. we're resourcefulness is definitely most definitely like figuring it out finding so if you lose that paddle you might paddle with a stick yeah <laughs> you know you with your hand yeah you know, you know they say god i'm sorry i, I was just gonna say if your boat gets a hole in you might want to stick some leaves in there or something <laughs> you know resourcefulness yeah, you know I agree with that. you know they say god didn't give man a house he gave him wood mm-hmm but imagine sitting there with all this wood and saying, I don't have shelter. I don't have a shelter. <laughs> so, man, that's the biggest message I would give to yeah. people is just be resourceful, you know, and, um, and keep pushing. Aisha, Sam, thanks so much for being guests, being part of the, part of the journey, mm-hmm. part of the 444 stories. Or 440 plus something. You guys are like, you're more than half each. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But really do appreciate your your stories. And and the the dynamic between you two is so cute. Yeah. You're like a forever couple. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna hit the 50 year mark. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's, <laughs> Thank yeah, you no for pressure. confirming that right now. Yeah, I can, can, I can confirm it. You're a forever couple. You're cute as hell. Uh, love you both. <laughs> Just fantastic um, answers. You crush the jars. It's yeah. Got to be 30 questions. Yeah, um, for real. Look at this. And I just love the balance between you both. Thank you. Yeah. Thank really, you. Really, really cute. Thank you for the opportunity, man. I this appreciate has been special. it. Yeah, yeah. It's been great. Thanks so Thank much. You. Right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to The Jar, supporting uh, supporting what we're doing so we can get more stories like uh, Sam and Aisha's out there. And you can hear, you know, there's so many great people doing amazing things with, with super positive attitudes and, and super outlooks on life. You should be having more babies, not less, because right, we right. need more parents right, like right. you. <laughs> Um, again make sure you make it over to the website thejar.live put in your email get part of my book for free and please do find us on iTunes or Spotify and write us a love note thanks again everybody thanks Sam thanks Aisha bye bye thanks for listening to this episode of The Jar if you would like to be one of our guests please email thejarguest at gmail.com or follow our journey on your favorite social media platforms. 
See you all on the road.